Oh, man, this is really living. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's actually, what, Friday, October 23rd. It's been a while since I've updated y'all. Probably two weeks or so, I don't know. It seems like it's been that long. I don't know if it really has been. <clears throat> uh, heading to work now. It's 12.08 on Friday. Just left. Uh, I'm going to stop and get myself some lunch on the way to treat myself. Um, our contracts are going out on Sunday at 8 o'clock at night. So I will find out. It's just been such a weird year, I haven't even thought about it. Uh, maybe I'm overly confident just because I know that we're doing the same show again. and I don't know, but uh, it should be interesting to see what happens. Hopefully I will uh, get my contract and everything will be okay And uh, for next year. We will be opening earlier next year than we have in the past, almost a full month earlier weather permitting of course I believe the first show is going to be February 12th this year the first show is March 13th so you can see the difference um, and that's really just because of the the loss in revenue I think <clears throat> we've only sold about 14% of our goal for the year this year whereas when the pandemic started we had almost uh I think we were like almost 90% sold through our goal before we even opened the show. <clears throat> now we're down to 14%, which is uh, devastating, obviously. But I give Sight and Sound a lot of credit for persevering, and um, we're all kind of carrying the weight uh, through various means, uh, trying to keep things moving, trying to think, keep things afloat. <clears throat> We're all linking arms and trying to uh, overcome this unprecedented time, which is a term I'm so sick of. <laughs> um, my last video, obviously, you saw my view on the election and, and what's going on. Um, basically, my mindset has completely shifted <clears throat> in terms of I'm ready to just go back to life. I think people are starting to feel that way, whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, I especially believe that come 2021, even people who have been willing to uh, just kind of skate by with these lockdown measures and the restrictions and the masks and all that stuff, I think once we get into the next year, people are going to get really antsy. People are going to really start to fight back against this because... It can't be something that we do in perpetuity. It just can't be. It's not sustainable. Uh, businesses will continue to close if they're not allowed to be re able to reopen at 100% capacity. People know the risks. We live in a country that used to be um, more concerned with freedom than safety. Because <clears throat> safe, feeling safe is the quickest way or the desire to feel safe is the quickest way for people to give up their freedoms. And I saw um, a contrast of a caged lion and a lion roaming in the jungle. And the caged lion said, 
and the one the the caption on the cage lion said this one has free housing and food and healthcare and uh, it was uh, very eye opening because it's true uh, I would rather be left to fend for myself and not have the government impede my ingenuity and my uh, ability to create to build success um, than have to rely on a handout because <clears throat> as soon as you start to make it more as soon as you start to make things easier for people then the people who work really hard are going to say there's no reason for me to work hard because it doesn't matter my hard effort only gets me an equal result as people who aren't working as hard that's not how human beings are motivated that's one of the reasons I became self-employed back in 20 uh, or made the decision back in 2014 to become self-employed was that I worked at a company uh, for one it was a pharmaceutical company and now that I, how anti-big pharma I am those those things were the seeds were being planted there uh, but basically I was busting my butt I didn't have a college degree I was oh I oversaw the training of the entire department I oversaw the uh, stand writing the standard operating procedures for the department. Um, I had interviewed for the position of manager of the department. And I was basically told that I wasn't going to go any further because I didn't have a college degree. And I had people who were making just as much as me and slacking off, not doing any work, not having any responsibility. So I said, I will never again work in a job, especially if it's a job I don't like where my effort is unrewarded while people who lack effort are given equal results. <clears throat> it's just not, it's not right. And we talk about equality all the time and I'm all for equality, but it's equality of opportunity, not equality of result. Because how you apply yourself determines the result of the action. Uh, I liken it to my friends who have in the past wanted to play guitar and their parents go out and buy them this really nice instrument and I started with a $60 damaged guitar from Ibanez and I beat the crap out of that thing and I got good at guitar but I, I know so many people that have all these expensive instruments that sit, get dusty and aren't played and they never actually apply themselves so was that any that that's the result of both not equal opportunity and not equal result but the person who had I had the worst instrument to learn on and I worked harder and the result is I'm better <laughs> so it's not always the outcome is not always indicative of the opportunity available sometimes it is but more often than not it's the result of the person's ability to work for it. And we mo we love, we talk about it all the time. We, we, we love our Instagram things about hard work. And, you know, people give their little Monday morning inspirations about hard work. But in reality, many people don't believe that. They want shortcuts. They want fat-burning pills. They want expensive surgery. They don't want the work that goes with it. 
and I'm afraid that we're fostering uh, a culture. Gosh, this stupid car is so loud in front of me. I want to. So unnecessary. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, we're fostering a culture that says if you don't have the same result as someone else, it's because something was unfair. There's no personal accountability for the level of work or education that you've taken for yourself. And people will say, well, we don't have, people don't get to go to college and stuff. I didn't go to college. And I was able to achieve my goals um, in terms of uh, career choice and in terms of happiness. I'm not making a lot of money. That wasn't my goal. My goal was to do something that I loved for a living and be able to put food on my family's table. I achieved that through five years of incredible labor, educating myself with any available resources that I could get because there is so much free information available. There are books, there are podcasts, there are so many things. And I busted my butt for five years, which I documented. You've seen it through this podcast, the earlier iterations of it, and then obviously through the Acting Realtor TV since October 2017. It's why I documented it. Hard work, application of knowledge, accumulation of knowledge, all of those things are not, they're not talents. They're not personality traits. <clears throat> they are things that anybody can do. I've seen the things... The, the, the memes and stuff where it says things that take no talent and unfortunately now these things are considered white supremacist but uh, things that take no talent are showing up on time working hard taking care of your uh, image those types of things don't require talent they require the desire and uh, <clears throat> don't let our society take away your ability to make something of yourself. It's not your job to make something of somebody else. It's your job to make something of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself to then go and impact your family first, then your community, and then hopefully the country, and then hopefully the world. What's up, everybody? I am always wearing hats now, I realize. That's interesting. Oh, listen, if this door open, the back door, great. Glad my car started. Anyways, I'm um, going to pick up Chinese food. It's Sunday, October 25th. It's 5.21 p.m. I'm going to pick up some Chinese food. Today, after church, um, our church's sister church in Spring City was doing uh, Operation Christmas Child with Samaritan's Purse, where we do the shoeboxes full of gifts to send. I don't know which country they're going to, but we did a joint thing where we packed these boxes, a thousand boxes, which is awesome. We did it in about an hour and a half. It didn't take very long. Um, so that was really cool to have the kids there serving the Lord and um, doing something that was uh, for others. And it was just nice to be among other Christians and doing something of sacrificial service and just, yeah, being together with other believers was really encouraging. Whoops. Put this down for a second. Here's my leg. Uh, don't worry, I was just driving out of my cul-de-sac, so that's 
not too dangerous. Uh, so tonight, in about two hours and 38 minutes, is when contracts are going out. And um, I'm not very nervous, but that makes me nervous, I guess, because I'll be blindsided if I don't get a contract. Um, just because it is the same show I was cast in the original version of it as a named character um a secondary character but still a, a, a named character um so we'll see if I get the same exact roll sheet or if it's slightly different or if it's very different um still a lot of unknowns and we're just praying that things will continue to get better uh I don't know about you, but I'm ready to go back to normal life. I know everybody's like, oh, there's so many cases right now, blah, blah, blah. Yes, there are. No one said there was going to not be cases. It's a virus. Viruses will not stop. No man-made interference will make it stop. Um, so, deal with it. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, just ready to get it over with. Just get it and pray that I'm part of the two point or you know 0.02% that pray that I'm not one of the 0.02% of people that die from it in my age group. Age group. Uh, but I think the flu is 0.1% of people die. So if I get COVID and I'm it's 0.02% chance. So it's actually the flu for my uh, for my demographic is statistically five times more deadly. So aren't you just tired of hearing me talk about COVID? I think you are. So I will talk to you later. Probably have more thoughts about the election coming up. Um, and uh, things are starting to swing in the direction that I hope they will go. Um, and uh, that's all I'll say praying that the right outcome is the right outcome. Hello everybody, it is Monday, October 26th, and it's 3.20pm, I'm heading to Aldi. Uh, I got an email congratulating me on being offered the opportunity to continue my employment at Sight & Sound last night. Uh, so I did receive a contract offer for 2021 Queen Esther. Um, my primary uh, track would be exactly the same. Uh, and then some of the, the, the roles that I cover change slightly. Uh, I added one role that's kind of like a secondary featured role. Uh, I'm now the backup of that role. So that'll be uh, nice to have something else to, to learn don't know how often I would even go in for it, but um, there was an opening there, and I'm glad to have been uh, selected to fill that opening. Uh, so <clears throat> it's good to know that I have the chance for employment until next December, um, and I am excited to continue my employment at Sight & Sound. Hopefully things will continue to improve in our world. Um, I'm getting frustrated because I see people continually talking about COVID surges and all this kind of stuff. And what 
what you have to remember is that with this pandemic, they changed the definition of case. Um, a case typically is you test positive for something and you show the symptoms of that thing. That is how cases have always been determined. Uh, with COVID, a, t- a case, the definition changed to a positive test. Uh, and if you have done any research on the PCR tests that are used uh, across the country, the guy who created the PCR test said that they shouldn't be used to determine infections. So the guy who created it is on record saying that, not to mention uh, it doesn't actually identify the coronavirus. You heard that right. The PCR test, according to the CDC, you can find the the document on the CDC's website. You got to go digging for it says that they set out to create, to use a test that can find a virus that they have not received. So they, they developed the test to identify coronavirus without actually having the coronavirus isolated. Um, so that's an interesting fact for you. And uh, it's just it's just really funny that we see uh, we're one week from the election and all of a sudden after the cases were going down, 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 they start to go up, and they go up ridiculously exponentially, like double. Um, it just seems a little fishy to me, because, uh, well, for a number of reasons. But, again, deaths continue to default. Hopefully that trend holds out. And for everybody out there that keeps citing things saying, if we wear masks, we can save 130,000 lives. Here's a little bit of data for you. Um, they said, I saw a thing that said we could save, a study came out said we could save 130,000 lives by February. That assumes that more than 130,000 people are going to die before February of COVID. In order for that to take place, let's see, February is about 100 days from now. That would mean that we would need to average 1,300 deaths per day for the next 100 days to even reach 130,000 deaths. Right now, we average between 700 and 800 deaths a day. So not only would we have to increase, almost double our average of daily deaths from COVID today, we would have to do so every single day until February in order to reach 130,000 additional deaths. Now, how many deaths would have to happen in order for masks to give you 130,000 lives saved. They say that masks are 40% effective. So you're telling me that in order for us to save 130,000 lives by February and masks being 40% effective, you're talking about a potential additional death count of 275,000 people by February? In order for that to happen, we would have to quadruple our daily deaths starting today every single day until February. It's not science anymore. We're not talking about science anymore. We're talking about fear-mongering. So if you like this information, do the math for yourself. Figure it out. The data is out there. They just know that no one's actually going to care. They can throw out a number and everybody can regurgitate it. But no one actually looks at the data or the science behind it. Anyway, this video started out as a video about me getting another contract at Sight Sound, and it evolved into something completely different, as I'm sure you're used to by now. What's up, everybody? It's Saturday. No, it's not. 
That was a stupid thing for me to say. It's Friday night, October 30th, 10.13 p.m. I'm just leaving work now. We had a technical glitch with the first show. That ended up being 47-minute hold. Uh, and then <clears throat> we started the second show 25 minutes later than normal to allow us time to have our dinner break. So... Um, yeah, the show ended 25 minutes later than it normally does, which is why I'm now heading home at 10.13 instead of usually around 9.45, 9.50. It's Friday, you know what that means? It means combos and sour starburst gummies. Sorry, that was terrible. Uh, and a big ginger beer. Ginger beer from Rudders. It's my Friday night tradition, y'all. Um, what do we got going on? Oh, tomorrow will be... Halloween, three shows, uh, so no trick-or-treating for me, um, but it's also 17 years to the day from when I asked my beautiful bride out on a date for the first time, and then November 2nd, which is Monday, um, will be 17 years since our first date, and we've been together ever since that first date. There was no break up and then get back together like happens sometimes with going strong ever since. So 17 years is pretty insane considering I'm 36, almost 37 years old. Um, so it's getting up to the point where I've been with my wife for almost half of my existence, which is crazy, especially when you're a young buck like I am. Um, yeah, so election's coming up. And I have no idea what's going to happen. Obviously, all the polls are saying that Joe Biden's going to win. Um, all the media is saying that, but we all know now that the media is a bunch of hacks, uh, partisan hacks, um, who bury stories that could be critical of their preferred candidate, even if they're verified. Um, should be interesting to see what happens. I didn't have a dog in the fight last time, 2016. I stayed up and watched the uh, news anchor's befuddlement, and it just brought such joy. I was literally laughing out loud as I watched Donald Trump walk up to accept the presidency, and it was just mind-boggling. So, um, don't have high hopes. As much as I have a preferred candidate, and I'm hopeful that the polls are wrong, um, that the groundswell of support, the overwhelming support that Donald Trump has in person, um, that that'll translate to something. But I'm just tired of being told that I'm a racist because I have conservative values. I'm tired of being told that I don't care about poor people because I have conservative values. I'm tired that I don't of being told that I don't care about women because I'm pro-life. I'm just tired. I'm tired of being labeled. Um, I'm also tired of being uh, marginalized because of my beliefs. And I believe that uh, a vote for Donald Trump is a vote for free speech. It's a vote for the Second Amendment. First and Second Amendment are the, the foundations of our country. Um, we have one side that is supporting those things, and the other side is quick to make excuses for them, and try to rewrite them. So, we shall see what we shall see. I will be disappointed, but hopefully we'll continue to fight the fight, even if we lose.